What's going on everybody 360 digital closing bell here on this gorgeous Friday August 28th 2020 episode number 42 here on a week look back I am your humble correspondent Michael Tanner joined as always by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website oil and gas 360.com Stuart Turley how are you doing this morning it is beautiful it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and you got a hall pass to send out this afternoon. Yes, yeah, step one of a two-step hall pass process. Excited to get that out today. Guys, we have a great show for you lined up. We're going to rip around the oil patches. We always do on Fridays. We'll check in with the levels for crude oil, check in with the DOE. Crazy DOE numbers. I mean, not really crazy per se, but um, it'll be very interesting to see how it compares to what rolls out this week, considering it's the, the week back. Um, 360 official, not official fund is back on. We didn't really choose any new companies, but we're just turning that bad boy back on because it's making too much money. Um, before we get going, guys, this show is brought to you by Adamantine Energy, and they're really asking the question, what is social risk for the energy sector? And it's not just community opposition to development project. It's everything from the success of the divest from fossil fuels movement to all of the investor engagement around all of your ESG programs. You're an executive or you're in management at a company. I mean, you're not taking ESG seriously. I mean, really, at this point, honestly, joke's on you. I mean, literally in this read that they give me, Social risk seems like it's everywhere. It's moving fast and multiplying like zombies. I mean, even they have to resort to humor to tell you guys, take this crap seriously. I'm telling you guys, they're the leading consultancy helping oil and gas people prepare for all of the social risks. They're led by Tish, who's a great human being and former CEO of all of the Colorado of the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. Chi and Adamity Energy are helping guide energy companies just like yours to help explore your exposure to social risk, your options, response, and how your peer companies are responding to the opportunities that social risk can actually even create for your business guys if you're not on and haven't been checking out all of her stuff at energythinks.com jokes on you because your competitors are definitely reading this stuff she's got podcasts she's got weekly stuff that's all original content that honestly is 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 super enlightening i've learned a lot of different stuff the 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 theme of her stuff is both things are true and really in today's crazy world that's never more that never more rings true a lot of things can be true one renewables can be a thing but two natural gas is probably the answer moving forward you know what i is so I, I really like the concept and how she breaks you guys check everything out www.energythinks.com the show is also brought to you by the oil the world's greatest website oil and gas 360.com where you can follow the show itunes spotify um find us on twitter linkedin connect with me and Stuart turley Stu also runs the Energy 360 podcast. Man, we've got some interviews lined up on that one. What do we got? What do we got rolling here? We got uh, Inveris uh, dropping out, but we have several very large authors uh, lined up. We also have a story, <coughs> excuse me, next week of a uh, oil field, Canadian oil field service mm-hmm. that he had to shut down, and <coughs> we want to really hear. Uh, how it is as a family business being yep. affected downturn. But we also have some very large uh, CEOs and other folks coming right around the corner. So We're working on it. We're working on it. The moment we can announce, and it's on my schedule, you guys will know. I'm seriously, this is most the, the most transparent show on the on the planet. Email me, mtanner, intercominic.com. Find me on LinkedIn. I'm literally available. I mean, this week, it was funny. I was putting together the show notes this morning. I was like, ah, not much happened this week. And then I ended up with 90 things on my list of things we needed to cover. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and work through that. I think, personally, biggest story of the week is probably Blackstone selling um, selling their, their, their Schneer Energy stuff, um, specifically their pipelines to Brookfield. I, I think it just – the M&A we've been seeing – 
has been revolving around pipelines. This is just another example of that. For those of you who missed this story, this happened, oh, Tuesday? No, 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 Tuesday? Tuesday or Wednesday? I get so jumbled with the days. Um, But Blackstone Group, which is obviously the world's largest investment group, um, selling their liquefied natural gas export terminal in the United States, which is AKA 40% of their Chenier Energy Partners LP stake, to Brookfield Assets Management. 34.25 a share. Pretty good deal. Gonna gain about it's about a seven billion dollar transaction. Blackstone in 2012 purchased it for one billion. So if you count inflation, that's so if you count inflation, that's one point eight billion. So they saw about a a five five billion dollar gain, depending on who 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 the fees are. What's a few billion? I'll take it. We could have been the advisors on that. Blackstone, Brookfield, we could have helped out, advised this deal. But no, we dove in a couple of shows ago to Chenier Energy's, um, you know, Chenier Energy is not Chenier, is not, this is not the ticker symbol LNG they are buying. This is a subsidiary, which is 90% of the revenue for ticker symbol LNG. So that just kind of gives you an idea. Um, and so that's why um, the negotiated price that I told you of 3425 that's just pe- with people familiar with the matter. It's a private, private company technically or it's a private subsidiary owned by a a public company so um highly recommend going back and and, and looking at that i mean just to give you an idea that terminal generates about 4.3 billion annually from this from uh um in in revenue pretty good the roi on that is not is going to be very short yeah and when you can book for because i think what a lot of people think is okay well how much profit of off that is well that's not nest i mean Okay, yes, that, that that's true. You definitely want to be generating some profit off that, but the amount of capital you have access to, you can go out and now borrow another four billion off that. You could, you know, you could, you're now you can now leverage up because you have, I mean, guaranteed revenue through. I mean, that's unbelievable. So, uh, natural gas is only going up, dude. Don't get me started. I'm telling you guys, I was on a call this morning. If you're not hedging natural gas right now, you got to seriously. Um, um. I think the other story. Oh, I guess is there anything else about that Chenier stuff, Stu? I know you're, you're, you, they're in your, they're in your part of the portfolio. So we know you love them. But did yeah. you like this deal? Do you not like this deal? What's your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm not sure. I did. I thought it was a kind of a silly move for Chenier. I, I need to go understand. The well, Chenier. I guess what silly move for who? Blackstone to sell it. Um. No, or I'm Brooke not sure. To buy it. Pardon. Who, who, I guess, who are you saying, you said you're disappointed that they made the, well, who is it? Are you disappointed Blackstone made the move or Brookfield made the move? I'm interested. That's all right. I'll put you on the spot. We didn't really talk about this. Uh, no, I, I was, let me think, let me think. I, on I, I think Blackstone messed. I don't know why you'd be selling natural gas infrastructure and LNG infrastructure in a time like this. I think Brookfield comes out. I mean, you're only they're only paying seven billion for this, which is, I don't know, a lot of money, but it's short sighted. I think it's a short sighted mistake. I know, and maybe Blackstone's trying to get out of the LNG business because of a clean energy movement. The jokes on them, LNG is clean. You know, what I mean, they're going to be in five years when they realize, you know, when, when in ten years when they realize everyone's just using LNG and it's probably become commonplace yeah so i I, that's what i guess that was i was asking with you i think blackstone messes up because i think they take a short-sighted approach take some money and run in COVID. 
And we see any of the pipeline uh, M&A deals that are going on, people that are selling the pipeline assets are needing it for one reason, they need the cash. And that uh, is really short-sighted. Just like you had said, they got leverage capabilities on those assets. Doesn't seem like a win to me for them. Yeah, I mean, again, I bet you from Blackstone perspective, hey, we can make $5 billion and exit a fossil fuel to make ourselves look good in the public square. I mean, that's an easy PR move to make, especially when they have a lot of other deals going on. Um, that's what my that, – I don't know anything. I have no, no information about why they – I that would be my guess. They're sitting up in there. I mean, they're just – at that level, it's you're playing fantasy football but with real money and real companies. You know what I that mean? Is- like, it's like being the owner of an – like being like running Blackstone is like being an owner of an NFL team. You get to play fantasy football but in real life. But what they're what they are doing is typically what a lot of people are doing is uh, assuming that you can make it to uh, uh, Nirvana, you know, uh, green energy Nirvana without natural gas. Yeah. You got to have natural gas to get to yeah. pure renewables. Let's just take a look at all them blackouts going on in California. Exactly. And speaking of pipelines. Go to access back in the in, 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 in the news. And I know this is it's not like a broken record circa 2017. But on Wednesday of this week, the U.S. Army Corps officially got noticed that they have until the end of the month, theoretically, so you have till Tuesday, to submit options on what happened or risk another hearing in which they could shut the pipeline down. So, I mean, it's just... Now it's just political i think wavering they're not going to shut this thing down there's no way Five hundred and seventy thousand barrels a day and we've got rolling blackouts yeah trust me they're not going to shut this thing down so they're just uh, called that on one of our earlier shows you said it ain't gonna happen so you called it yeah i don't think i stepped out on a limb i don't think i like it's and it's august 5th I, i i i lied it's not the first so august 5th is their deadline so we've got when's that? Is that a Friday show? I believe that's it a is. Wednesday show. And no, no, no. Sorry, this is it's September. What am I saying? What am I saying? Sorry, I am all over the place. It, Tuesday is September first. They have to submit by Tuesday. Sorry, I was reading a line that's an August fifth. I thought we were in July still. My bad, people. I'm just messing everything. Holy up. smokes! You need some coffee. So. Ah, right here. Um, but no, so Tuesday, like I said, I was right the first time. I don't know why I correct myself. Tuesday of next week, we'll hear all about that. I guess I don't, they're not shutting it down. Basically what they're doing right now is they're going over an appeal system to just environmental reviews to set up hearings to, I mean, I will, it's on oil and gas 360.com. You can go read it. It's it's really it's it, it, the easiest ways to say it is I think it's just legit politics and po- a lot of things happen in politics but nothing really ever gets done and I think this is a clear example because this thing is just gonna be flowing and flowing and flowing and you know so pipelines don't whoever owns this pipeline enterprise and bridge don't sell it it's useful you got any stories Stu? On the international side or oh, in the... I'm saying, uh, I've got a bunch more. I just want to bring you... Do you have any stories that you're watching on the U.S. side? 
On the U.S. side, yeah, I was really grumpy, and uh, thank you for pulling me off the ledge earlier in the week about our two nukes that they're pulling offline. These oh, two nukes, yeah. I mean, that story just really chaps my chicken. Um, you know, that's a... You Texas really want to talk about clean energy. Oh, uh, and they're, they are, they have 10 uh, years on one and 15 years left on their life. Really? They have... Um, they have been pr uh, providing for generations um, 2,000 high-paying jobs in each one of those communities. And they the reason saying they're getting rid of those is so that they can move those to clean energy. I'm sorry. That's a face plant. That is the dumbest thing. Okay. They are going to natural gas. I'm sorry. If you're supposed to be a green planet, getting rid of fossil fuels, you got two beautiful nukes. That's just like Como uh, several months ago, shutting down the Indian reactor in upstate New York that supplied, I believe, don't I have to go fact, my, fact check myself, but it was like 20% uh, of New York City's uh, power at a very cheap price and they shut that thing down so they can import more oil i mean more lng from russia we'll talk more about yeah russia. we're gonna have to um if, if i mean go anyway, listen to our I, interview with alex epstein um oh, yeah. go listen to our interview with alex epstein great i saw you know you know this is inside baseball here Stu, uh, for the listeners but i saw he posted on linkedin yesterday he's looking for a showrunner to get him booked on like stuff on CNBC Wall Street, is that something we can help him with? I sent you a message on. I sent you a message on LinkedIn. Go check out your LinkedIn. We'll see if we can. There's deals in action, baby. You're hearing deals live on the podcast here. Um, but uh, but no, I'd hi go listen to that um, episode. I highly recommend people go listen to that because we talk all about the really that nuclear is probably the answer. Nobody wants to admit it. I mean, even from an oil and gas guy, it's hard to admit, but. Nuclear is probably the answer, especially if you can figure out, you know, safer, you know, because I think the, 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 the part that scares people is the scalability. Now, as you talk to people who know nuclear, they don't even think that's an issue. One react, you know, so. Um, Michael, there's uh, years and years ago, there is two kinds, fusion and fission. You're big on this. And uh, I'm sorry, I am a nuclear fan. I'm also a oil fan. Because 80% of what we use, you know, 80, mm -hmm. no matter 80% of the public, uh, production of oil is used in everything you use from coffee mugs to, yep. you know, iPhones, you know, everything. So yep. now the nukes, fission is what we've been using for years. The output of that is radioactive material. Fusion, uh, Fusion is the one that has just water as a uh, source. They are coming around. Hydrogen is coming yep. around. Uh, what is hydrogen? And we talked about this on the show a little while ago. That is uh, capable of the new uh, turbines that were just invented allow for hydrogen to be pumped through natural gas lines. So there's no new infrastructure. So you take a look at natural gas, hydrogen, and nuclear. Those big changes are going to be the fastest way to 
a, a good, healthy diet on an energy plan. No, and exactly. And I think the phrase that you said, healthy energy diet plan, is absolutely correct. we got to put that on a t-shirt. So many things I want to put on a t-shirt. Um, along with, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I need that <laughs> on a t-shirt because I need that positivity in my life every single day. Um, <laughs> on the oil side, I mean, really the big story with oil is how flat it stayed during all this hurricane stuff. I mean, we were missed if we didn't go over a hurricane um, Laura update, which has now been downgraded to a tropical storm. I mentioned you know, Marco hit Louisiana as a category or as a, uh, excuse me, tropical storm. But, um, you know, really limited impacts in terms of refinery impairments. I mean, to give you an idea, um, the Lake Charles refinery, which Sitco has 400, uh, you know, which Venezuela basically is 418,000. I can't stand those guys. Um, 418,000 uh, barrels down at Lake Charles could be shut down for like four to six weeks in order to repair the damage. Um, little detail on Phillips 66 Lake Charles spot, but um, really um, the only those were the only two affected. Minimal damage with respect to the other refineries. Um, uh, golf production is expected to come back in within days. All the people, and you know, I got a guy who is uh, uh, a good buddy of mine working for Schlumberger, works for Beacon. He said he's, he's two days, he's back out on, he's, he's got a flight, he's got his flight. No, no, it's a, air, it's, a it's a, what do they call it? A helicopter. I'm, too many things are on this morning. A little hella ride, but uh, he's back out Okay, in Michael, two days. So they, they bring this, I mean, they crank this. Mug, your coffee mug is way too small. What happened to your oil and gas tanker? Blanca, and- Blanca, she told me because of the heartburn, I can't have my, I can only have two cups of coffee. Well, look how big this thing is. Use True. two cups of this. Anyway. Yeah, 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 no, 100% agree, 100% agree here. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think the land is, is, is affected really bad. Um, I think the I think the land has been affected really bad. Um, I think everybody in Louisiana is getting hit pretty hard for, from kind of just a population standpoint. Oil and gas from an infrastructure standpoint, okay. Like I said, I don't mind Venezuela having to shut down for a little bit. Oh no, doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bother me much. Um, natural gas did take off though. I mean, natural gas is up you know seven percent week over week. Currently up three or four. You know, we're up at two sixty seven. So good good pit just opened about ten minutes ago. It's currently like it's like seven forty AM. Um crude oil trading at forty three oh five. Like I said, net gas two dollars sixty seven cents. Um I think we're you know, there's two things. One, I'd I'd recommend going listen to the closing bell tomorrow. I dropped a little nugget about Lone Star um that I got from from a pretty trusted source. Just watch out. I, I will we'll be following that story um closely. Um love those guys over there, but sometimes uh sometimes a dog's a dog. If you know what I mean. Sometimes a wolf's a wolf. Yeah, you can't put lipstick on a dog. No, even even Sandy, she might she'd look good. But even Sandy wouldn't look good. Ugh. And I see her. She's licking herself behind the camera right here. So uh, even that wouldn't I'm look not, good. I'm not, the, I'm not going there. Never mind. <laughs> that sounds good. Last thing I think we need to touch on, Stu, is it's more of an e- e- economics-related thing, but that's because it's my background I've got. It. And it's uh, it's uh, Fed Chairman Jer- Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole speech. Um, I think it got a lot of attention because it kind of completely not – it officially flipped the script on what generally the goal of the the Federal Reserve is. Now, to give you an idea, 
Um, the Federal Reserve, way back when, when it was, you know, inception, was charged with a couple things. Its power sort of grown, and really they're tasked with a couple things, managing unemployment and managing inflation. And they have a formal two-point, or they have a two-percentage-point inflation goal that they like to keep. They like they think inflation at 2% is something that is very good. How do you manage inflation costs? Well, if there's more money available, things just naturally increase. That's what happens. When the supply of money increases, this is what we get to learn as an economics major. You get to calculate supply of money and you can actually calculate an inflation percentage because how much money is moving into the system versus how much do relative goods cost over time on an annualized basis. Um, and... And how they set and how they manage inflation, how much money gets moved back and forth is by what's called the federal funds rate, which is the rate at which banks borrow money between each other. It's the rate at which it's basically overnight lending between banks. If you've watched any of the 2008 um, uh, movies, I, I watched, you know, there's Too Big to Fail. I highly rank over that if you ever watched one of those movies. I mean, it's wild when you're talking like, you, you, you know, Jamie Dimon gets a call from the people at Morgan Stanley and says, yo, I'm 40 billion short for the Asian Open in 45 minutes. That's not good. Not good. Not good. So the idea is if you can get money flowing via a low interest rate, a.k.a. 0%, which is it's been that way for a while, but it's never been officially stated that, hey, we're going to keep it low in order to make sure inflation rises above 2%. Because when inflation rises, people get paid a little. I mean, there are benefits to higher inflation on some level. Do we want hyperinflation? Do we want Venezuela 500 Percent inflation? No, I don't want to be burning cash because it's cheaper than me turning on electricity. That's not what we want. But if we can, if this from the Federal Reserve perspective, if we can, you know, pour in money to the economy, we can prop it up, and you can, you can take with that what you want. If you're on Twitter, you're you you watch this speech and you had a heart attack, you about keeled over and died. Um, if you're a oil and gas executive. You probably breathe the sigh of relief because you're going to continue to have access to capital. Now, as Stu, he's going to jump in here and mention this, so I'm going to get it. I'm going to get out of it. It's going to be tied to ESG. You just know that. Um, but you probably breathe the sigh of relief because this is going to, you know, banks are going to have more liquidity. And how do banks make money? They lend. And even if they don't make money lending it to you, they could make money lend. They're going to make money lending it to. They're lending to everybody. So someone's winning in this. It's like the casino. They're willing to lose on an individual person because they're winning on everybody else. So, um, and they get fees. They're in it for their, you know, quarterly fees that they get. If you default on your, you know, $200 million loan, that sucks, but you've probably played $60 million in fees. So you're really only out $140. You probably claw back 60, you probably claw back 35 cents out of that. Plus you've bought in control now. So, I mean, it's I don't feel bad for these banks that have all these bankrupt company debt in them. Because it's like, bro, you just own the company now for six cents on the dollar. Um, another rant. Point is, if you're wondering what Jackson Hole means um, for, the, for the oil and gas industry, I think it's a, it's a sigh of relief if you're an executive. I think if you're one of these, uh, if you've been railing on, on, on overspending and, and capital destruction in the oil and gas you won't like this because i think you're going to see just more capital pour into this um specifically i think the private i think this helps private equity a lot um i think private equity backed companies whew, okay they were net because they deal a lot with with the borrowing and all that stuff so i, mean, I think it's a pretty good overview of what happened in the week. Stu, is there anything on the u.s side happened we, we got to cover this week um 
I think the, you covered the highlights. I think we're good. I mean, there's a lot that happened. Lilith Energy, there's some stuff that's got to drop with them. What happened? Who's going to buy them out? be very interesting. What what SPAC's going to come in and buy them? Hopefully it's Terry Pagula's. I hope it's those guys out of Boca Raton. That would just be, that would just make my day. That would just make my day, Stu. What do you have on the international news desk? Well, uh, let's take a trip around the world in uh, 80 seconds. I'm, whatever. We're going to call that. What is it around? No, it's around the world in 180 seconds. Isn't that some Disney movie? Yeah, something like that. First stop is uh, Saudi First Arabia. Stop. First stop. It's uh, Saudi Arabia. Is the... Do what now? I'm just dying. Continue. Sorry. I just... <laughs> First stop on our trip around the world uh, on the international news desk. Uh, this one would be a flying uh, uh, carpet. Our flying carpet lands in Saudi Arabia, and um, it is they they are exporting now down 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 eight point seven billion year on year. Take a look at that capital. You and I had talked on a different uh, podcast. I believe Saudi. I have to go fact check this, but. Uh, I think Saudi Arabia was around the $70 area for break even in order to pay for all their government sources and funding. So think about the a staggering amount of money that they have lost year over year. Okay. On the next, are you all right? I'm good. I'm just watching you. Oh, okay. Uh, the next one uh, is a story this morning. Uh, this one, our next stop is the Antarctic. And uh, Novatech, which is the largest uh, producer of natural gas in the world, and uh, they have really busted out their uh, Arctic uh, stuff. This is all tied in here. Um, they have their Arctic fleet uh, I think it was three weeks ago, they just had their first shipment of LNG to Japan. This, they just announced that they have their first LNG cargo unloading at the United Arab, Arab uh, Emirates. This is really an indication that Novatech is pumping stuff out. This goes back to our beloved uh, Governor Como, uh, buying Russia LNG from I was listening. Uh, I was so I was listening to a podcast and they called him yeah. Meatball Meatball Cuomo. I was dying because <laughs> he's Italian. Oh uh, well, I I got another name for him. But <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we don't want to offend your mom. Um, yeah, no kidding. Okay, so we got the Arctic. We got Middle East. Let's go off to the next one here. Uh, I don't feel too bad for Saudi Aramco, though. Sorry. Oh, no, it's really not. Yeah, life's good. Uh, Come on our podcast. Yeah. Talk about it. Oh, yeah. We're I'm already communicating. So, all right. Uh, next one. We're on our next stop around the world uh, is Australia. And the... I got jet lag. <laughs> I got jet lag. Hardcore. Sorry, continue. and you're already, you're already caffeine. <laughs> I'm already caffeine. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, Green Bank in Australia got an extra one billion dollars to help the economy stimulus program that, like we've talked about. Here's the new gotcha. Uh, normally, that is uh, only reserved for renewables such as solar and wind. 
they added, I think it was yesterday, uh, natural gas because it's a clean fuel. Holy smokes, now, because the low cost per kilowatt hour, uh, it, they're trying to change their tune a little bit, and this may be an indication of slowing renewable to go over to yeah. LNG, natural gas and LNG. So, uh, the next stop on our world tour was an article by me, moi, uh, I put this out on uh, Sunday. Shameless and, plug. Oh, uh, absolutely. Watch this. I broke my arm patting myself on the back. <laughs> and, and I cover in this article, uh, you know, fossil fuels are not going away. Yep. Natural gas is the bridge to climate nirvana. And I'm not kidding when I say that we have to have a balanced diet of energy to get the lowest kilowatt per hour to all people. Now, that's my normal shtick. There we go. Now, what's happening in the Middle East in this article is following that Australian story, except it's going through Turkey as well, too. Turkey is now battling uh, for all of the rights in the Mediterranean, Greece. They're trying to fight to get extra international waters for the Leviathan field to get into the Cyprus area. And now Turkey put out that they have found a gigantic large uh, natural gas deposit in the Black Sea. So the Black Sea is up in the north part uh, of Turkey, the uh, Mediterranean's in the south part. And so you're seeing all this and the number one reason they're trying to do that is to get away from Novatech uh, and the Russian pipelines and things. So all around the world in 180 seconds and it's all intertwined and it's all intertwined by natural gas. How's no, that sound? And we will die on the natural gas hill. If there's any hill we're going to take our plant our flag and die on, it's natural gas. So, Michael, how'd you like that trip around the world when we brought it all the way around? I'm just glad to be home. I actually don't like flying that much, so I'm actually glad. You know, but I, <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're gonna have to make that a staple um, trip around the world. Um, I think it's a great overview. I mean, I think it's time. Let's just move into the levels for oil trading, guys. This is sponsored by Sandstone Capital Group. These guys do, they do great research, all their levels from their Glimpse Solution. Call us, 949-561-1818. Great people. Love them. Tell them the podcast sent you. All right. Point of control for the week for oil. Like I said, it's seven uh, seven fifty right now. Oil's currently trading at forty three uh, thirty six, which honestly is a good number. But considering the fact that we've had a Cat Five hurricane, oh, we have a show and tell. We have a special guest host. We have like a special guest host, my little Australian frisbee dog. She is phenomenal. You gotta see this one run for a frisbee. I can only imagine. She's so cute. Hi, Michael. How are you? Sorry. Okay. Sandy's currently just licking herself down there. So she looked up. She's like, what? You're talking about me now, Dad. Um, so like I said, sorry, as we digress, um, oil currently trading at 43.10 right now. Point of control, though, for the whole week, though, was 43.36. So it kind of gives you an idea of what happened during lore. I think the problem was people were expecting maybe a little more uh, actual natural gas and oil, and oil production hit than what ended up happening. Um, we will see a really interesting 
um, uh, cut when it, uh, EIA drops their numbers. In terms of the levels, though, when I look at some of the, you know, kind of the big levels, I think the floor right now is clearly 4187. I mean, I think that's even generous. I think really the floor is 4240. Um, I like 4268. If you kind of bring it out to a 10-day view, that's the point of control. So, I mean, we're still trading above that 10-day point of control. Price action, fairly neutral. Um, I like 43 even a lot. I like 4340 a lot. I'm neutral on oil right now i wouldn't be trading it if you're looking to to, to really swing trade this thing I, I think there's some day trades to be had I'm, I'm 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 gonna be in the seat next wednesday um because i'm interested with the cia report that comes out i think the algos are going to be uh i think they're going to be confused all in the same direction which generally means it's going to run and i'm just I'm, I'm a surfer i like to ride the wave so um that's really about the only thing that i'd like to get in on i mean in terms of where i you know where where we see oil going you'll have to check back into the podcast that we dropped monday but I don't know. I'm, I'm still neutral. Be interesting to see how today finishes. Like I said, on the nat gas side, um, you know, really, I mean, nat gas is ran. Uh, you know, yesterday was a big day um, from the close to the open. I think it's just, I, I think it's a lot to do with this hot weather. Um, obviously, the hurricane season is not. I mean, you're hearing reports of 390 gas, quarter three, quarter four, sometimes quarter one, 2021. I don't know if I believe that. I think I think three dollars is a nice cap for that. But I mean. Nat gas is going to continue to run. It's only going to continue to go up as we start, as we enter uh, draw season, which is really going to punch that uh, nat gas um, um, up. Uh, in terms of inventory levels, I mean, we're still at decent inventory levels um, when you take a look at it. So I, I'd recommend, um, you know, if, if, if you're a natural gas producer, I think your your out your outlook is is bullish, but but we'll kind of cover that more on the podcast. When we look at rig counts, um, overall drops by seven to two hundred eighty two. Um, six of the seven rigs though comes from Texas um, and Kansas. Really, no other changes throughout that. Hopefully, and, and this is what Inveris said. They came out and said they're hoping, according to their analytics. Um, that 300 should be the number we're shooting for by the end of the year. So they, they're seeing with some of the numbers that are coming out, and this was also backed up by S&P Global Plots Analytics. Permian lost one. DJ um, um, and the Haynesville all lost one. Um, Permian, fourth consecutive week of rig loss. Um, Eagleford got the rig, so they've got 10 now. So if anyone's gaining, it's the Eagleford down there. Good, good news coming out of the uh, um, um, Eagleford, so we like them. But, um, you know, really, like I said, you know, Plaza is expecting 300, 309 by the end of the year. That was backed up by Inveris. We love those guys over there. So, yeah, I mean, rig counts, not much to talk about. We'll be getting those new dashboards dropped this weekend, which will be really nice. Um, dive back in. Anything else on the crude oil side, Stu? We missing anything? Uh, I don't think so. You got a good coverage on it. We got a good cover. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the 360 official, non-official fund. But first, guys, the lawyers make us say this so we don't get sued. This segment is for entertainment purposes only. Everybody on the show, i.e. me, e. Michael Tanner, Stu Stewart, Turley, invest for our own account. We don't manage any outside money. We do not give investment advice. We don't offer or manage securities or have any involvement in the regulated side of the industry. Remember, investing is risky, and you can and will lose your entire principal. With that, we really just kind of turned back on the fund. We're looking to add to it right now. I mean, really, the the, the, the couple staples we have are Bonanza Creek. We are in at fourteen eighty six, which is really nice. Uh, Nat Gas, we are in at a dollar eighty two with two contracts. I mean, we're really feeling some gains right there, which is really really nice in terms of rolling those two contracts over. Could be looking to add to position. I'm probably going to. I'm considering buying Conoco Phillips. Um, to be honest with you, if you were thinking about where my head's at. I think they can they, they can cover their cash dividend. Um, 
at their current uh, current oil price, and they don't have to take out debt to do it. Um, they're one of like six companies I was able to find that can do that. Now we're not in the dividends game, Stu, with this portfolio, but if you're a long-term investor, that's something to be interested in: is can they cover their dividend with cash flow? I mean, someone, someone like Chevron, they've kept their dividend the same, but they've used debt to pay for it, which isn't bad because stockholders gets that money. But if long-term, not necessarily, you can't do that every year. Some point you got to generate money to pay a dividend. So I like ConocoPhillips. There, I'll probably be looking to get in on them. And if we pull up their chart here, um, you know, I mean, it's a good price, especially considering they're at a weekly. I mean, you know, currently I think they're on a little uh, move. I'm probably gonna get in. I like 37 even right now. I mean, they're currently 38.28. Probably look to go long somewhere around 37. Um, is where I'm thinking. I just, I just like what I just like what good volume we can get in and out of these bad boys quick. Um, there's some good options we can play on them as well if we need to hedge the position as well. Um, we're gonna have to uh, call up Tomcat Stu. I know you're big on LNG and Fang. Are you still gonna keep them in there? What's your thoughts? Um, I'm out of Fang right now, okay. and uh, Rattler I'm still in, which is their subsidiary pipeline organization. Uh, Oxy just presented at the oil and gas conference and it was a fab, you, you did a great job. That was a lot of work by our team, but Oxy, uh, actually is approaching the buy sign and their chart is, uh, all the features are coming in. So I'm watching Oxy, uh, also watching TPL. Uh, they got to come down a little bit and I'm still trying to wait and see how that one goes. And on uh, Geopark is still hanging tough for me. Uh, Duke uh, and uh, I'm watching Devin. Uh, they seem to be doing pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, I, well, I think someone's going to buy Devin, and I think they're going to get more than the share price. And I think we're going to make a lot of money on that position. I think there's a. I think I think there's a couple companies circle. I don't have nothing confirmed, but if I was if I was running a couple companies. Maybe next week we'll name them on Monday. We'll do a deep dive at who's going to buy Devin. But no, I think That's my right. next gonna... guess is the next Noble Energy, you know, the next Chevron slash Noble deal will probably be someone buying Devin. And, and maybe we'll make that, uh, we'll do an M&A, well, maybe we'll do some M&A chat um, Monday on the, on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fund looks good right now. We're gonna, I'll put together some numbers this week, and so we can actually start putting up, we'll post our positions up on the oil and gas news desk so we can keep us all honest here. Um, Stu, we miss anything for the show. It was a solid good 35, 36 minutes. I think we'll let him get out of here. Oh, absolutely. It was a fun show. Uh, you did good. <laughs> well, thanks. And with that, guys, we're going to go and let you get out of here. Step one of the two-step all-pass process is complete. Go ahead and start your day. Finish it up well. Cack us this afternoon for the digital ticker. Thank you, guys.